once I started to work through these old narratives, these old patterns, these old limiting beliefs and healed myself, because healing to me is when we break a pattern, I started to call in the big things. I started to manifest the really big things into my life. You are listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. I am your host, Joanna O, and I'm grateful for you joining me on this journey where we explore the many nuances of what it means to thrive in our bodies and minds. I will be joined by inspiring leaders, healers, visionaries, creators, and disruptors in every sense of the word. With each episode, we will aim to challenge opinions, ask questions, and unpack the topics around intentional living that you are most curious about. Rachel, and welcome to the Lifetonic Podcast. Hi, Joanna. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. For those listening, I've got Rachel Alice here, the creator and author of The Quarter Life Funk. And there's so much that we're going to talk about around your book and the work that you do and everything that's coming up for you. So a little bit of background age 28 Rachel started going through her quarter life funk which I love the buzzword (laughs) by the way where she was no longer vibing with her current reality and feeling anxious about her future her soul was beginning to awaken and she knew deep down that there was so much more to life than what her dry contact lens covered eyes were seeing I love that. She didn't want to give up on her dreams or settle for the okay relationship, the career, the lifestyle. And when I first came across your work, it resonated with me so much. And I know that it will with so many women that are listening to this podcast, because haven't we all at one point or another experienced this? So I'd love to hear it from you. Tell us what was the awakening like? Yeah, of course. So I say about 28, it was around 28, 29. I was just no longer vibing with my current reality. Like I had a pretty good life as well. I had a really good job, really great partner, uh, family dynamics, friendship dynamics. But I just had this inner niggle that there was, I should be experiencing more or there was kind of like, I should be doing more. And I kind of just didn't want to settle for the mediocre life. And I kind of used to see like so many people around me kind of giving up on dreams or kind of settling because they wanted to be realistic or they were kind of felt like they were pressured to beat this kind of milestone to beat the clock at 30 and have, you know, everything, their shit together, the house, the mortgage, the wedding and so forth. And And I just kind of thought like, I don't want to settle. And I just don't want to feel like pressured to meet this kind of clock, this like clock that is ticking, I think, for so many women in their late 20s. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to actually break this all down and start again. So 
I ended up like breaking down my relationship, starting to break down my career, ended up back at home, living with my parents, back in the same bedroom at 16 years old, thinking, what the F have I done? <laughs> and yeah, it all went from there. And I had this spiritual awakening at the, the same time. And it was also the same time as my Saturn return. So if you're a bit of an astrological geek like me, and you can even go and do a Saturn return calculator online to calculate when your Saturn return is coming in. So basically, when we're born, we have a number of planets arranged in the sky. You know, we have our Mars, our Venus, um, we have our Sun, Moon rising, um, we have our Mercury and so forth. And we have like this kind of uh, blueprint in the sky, which really influences our energy, our kind of life path, who we are, how we show up. And one of the things that we encounter around the age of 29, because because it takes um, Saturn to orbit all the way around back around into the, the sign in which you were born. It takes around about 29 years, but sometimes you can feel the energy beforehand. And Saturn is all about like karmic responsibility. It's all about, right, get your shit together. I call it in my book, I, I relate it to, it's like the queer eye team bussing in to your house and saying, <laughs> right, honey, it's time to get it together. And everybody's Saturn returns can be different, but it is really this bridge into like getting into adulthood. And I felt that and I felt like it was a call for me to say, right, what did I want? What do I want? And what don't, don't I want? And as you said before, I feel so many of us, you know, no matter how old in our 20s and 30s, we do question what we're doing and where we're going. Mine was just really intensified with a Saturn return. And like I said, it could be in different shapes and forms. Mine was quite intense, but people have Saturn returns and just make a commitment maybe to get married. And not everyone's Saturn returns are quite as kind of like... Um, you know, unraveling. yeah, unraveling as mine. So I ended up back at home going for this spiritual awakening where I just became obsessed. I became obsessed with just finding the answers to certain questions. And, and I remember reading this book called E Square by Pamela Groot, I think her name is. And I had like shivers and chills all over my body. And it read your nine do it yourself experiments to prove that your thoughts create your reality. And I went down this whole like concept of creating reality, the law of attraction, and I started to implement it. And there was other things as well I was into as well. And I started to get these random money windfalls. I, I, I got an, won an all expenses paid holiday. It, it was just crazy. And I just kept um, manifesting these things. And then it was only till like, okay, I want to manifest the big things now. Like, this is really cool. Let's manifest the career I really want, soulmate I really want, the lifestyle I really want, um, the travel that I really want. And so I went away and I started to call in certain things and some things I weren't calling in. And so I thought, well, why is it not working for certain things? And after much more, much like digging deeper and deeper, I realized the power of my subconscious mind and how that was impacting me, my energetics, my vibration, and also my manifestation results. And, it, and I put it in a, like a way, uh, I put it in this way, like, say, for example, we want to manifest loads of money, we want to become a millionaire, for example, but we have these subconscious limiting beliefs, that money doesn't grow on trees, or you have to work hard to make money, then it's going to be very difficult to achieve that manifestation. And you often might self sabotage in the process. So I went deep down into this kind of like looking at the power of the mind, 
And once I started to work through these old narratives, these old patterns, these old limiting beliefs and healed myself, because healing to me is when we break a pattern, I started to call in the big things. I started to manifest the really big things into my life, like the, the, the travel that I've managed to achieve, the now stepping into my purpose, writing a book, meeting my soulmate. It all kind of came together. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit. So now I live in Bangkok in Thailand. Uh, I, I've, I've published a book. I've traveled around the world. I don't have to like worry about paying for everybody's Hindus and baby showers anymore. <laughs> I don't have to like, be, you know, get the, the, get the sweats when I'm checking the ATM. Uh, or like the, um, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's completely changed my life. And this is what the book's about. And the book looks into that and the book explores that and it shares my stories because even though I was sharing stories of the my past quarter life funk as so I, as I call it I had to really heal years prior to that I had to reflect and heal like things that happened in my early 20s for example as well wow I mean everything you just said was just resonated so much and you've got such an incredible journey and story to share which I'm so happy you did because I think it will inspire many. It's interesting that you mention that relationship with the Saturn return, because that's another topic that I've touched on before on the podcast. And for some people, like you said, it's happened. Some people that have reached out to me have experienced it actually prior to their 28th, 29th year. Uh, the calculator is a very good recommendation. So thank you. I'll try and link that as well. Did you feel like you just sort of woke up to it and did you feel a different energy that was suddenly driving you a sort of like realization like perhaps what I was doing up until now was not aligned with my true purpose yeah it's it, I kind of had this what I call an inner niggle and it was quite quiet at the start and then it just kept getting louder and louder and louder like the dial was like I was increasing the volume of the dial and I just couldn't ignore it no more and I was looking around and I was thinking, I can't do this. I can't settle. I can't live life like this. This I, I've got this inner knowing that there's more. I just couldn't get rid of this kind of inner, I call it the inner niggle in the book. And that's the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. Wow. it's It gets louder and louder. It's true. I have not experienced my Saturn return yet, but my partner has. Ah, okay. Um, it's it's quite interesting and uh, actually someone else I know uh, who's a fellow podcaster has a podcast designated and, and talks really in depth about Saturn Return which is actually a very new concept to most people yeah definitely it's interesting that you felt that astrological connection because it is a very heavy planet it's very slow mm. and it's a lot of energy that kind of you know, suddenly it seems like it puts you in the driver's seat. Definitely. Almost. It's like, like I said, like uh, people experience it before 29 or the, the average at like the age is meant to come back because it's such a huge planet. The, the energy is so intense. Um, so, yeah, you, you can experience it before like the typical 29th year or whenever it comes back. Absolutely. But it was a, a big leap for you. And I mean, you, I want to talk about so many of the things you mentioned. You talked about your relationship and feeling like, you know, I said putting you in the driver's seat, but almost prior to that feeling like you weren't in control and those things were just it's just happening to you. And you don't realize that until you actually are stepping into your power tapping into that completely transformative energy to to change and in that 
aspect of your life, which you talked about. So the relationship, the career, it sounded like you just had it all for anyone sitting from the outside looking into your life. You had it all. You were on the right track. You were checking, ticking all your boxes. So did you feel maybe trapped by expectation that was someone else's expectation rather than your own? Yeah, so I did feel the pressure to, and I, I did feel like people are going to think I'm mad. People are going to think I'm like, well, she's got all this and, you know, she's meeting the milestones, that you know, the babies, the marriage, the home. Why is she going to like ditch all that to start again? And I feel so many women who are trapped in things that they're not so happy with, they stay because of that. They like don't want to start again. They don't want to, oh, here I go. I've got to I've got to go out dating again. I've, I've got to, you know, do X, Y, and Z again. And, you know, who say the grass is greener and all this and that. And sometimes we just, we can run the risk of just staying stuck and miserable until eventually we, we end up having to say enough's enough. Yeah. Something you said that was also really interesting about that was when you step into your power and the reason why we don't, the reason why we stay stuck is a myriad of fears around mm. doing that very action of leaping forward. And I find that sometimes, I mean, you you now share that you get to work and do, you know, step into your purpose, live through your purpose and do all these amazing things. So you've manifested a, a lot of things. And in a way, I almost feel like the bigger your purpose, the sort of bigger your voice, the bigger your message that you have to share, which you need to step into your power to do so, the more core fear you're going to have around mm. it. And really, that's at the very root of what's keeping us where we are, keeping us from growing. And it was interesting that you mentioned healing wounds from childhood and particularly around money as well. I think that's an interesting one to mention. How did you get to the core? Because I think for anyone in their spiritual awakening, in their personal growth journey, you'll have the initial sort of push to grow and expand and feel amazing. And it's all about positivity. But then there's a lot of spiritual bypassing as well. Mm, definitely. Um, so like in the second chapter, I think it's the second or third chapter of my book, I call upon my readers, I encourage them to go and reflect on their life so far, to look at patterns playing out. Because what had happened during my kind of spiritual awakening was I became more aware of certain patterns that had been playing out in my life up until that point. So one of the patterns that I, I kept on repeat you know, was the fact that I was continuing to attract toxic relationships into my life where people would treat me of low self-worth. And one of these incidents was when I was living in London, in my kind of early to mid-20s, I was in a narcissistic abusive relationship, which I only really got clear about because I didn't know much about narcissism until years later, closer to when I was having my awakening and when I was going through the healing. And I was also experiencing a very toxic boss as well. Um, so I was really stuck in these kind of toxic relationships when I look back and I reflected, okay, what's been playing on repeat for me? So many people have certain patterns playing on repeat where they might be playing it too small in life, um, you know, lacking self-worth and then attracting certain relationships or situations in, into the life like me that treat you of equal worth. And when you start to look at the patterns, you could just even pick like an area theme of your life and say, okay, let's look at my love life. What has been the same 
experience or what has played out on repeat every time I've been in a relationship. Or let's look at money. Let's look at, you know, the, the timeline of my life, even going back to a child, um, because most of our kind of subconscious limiting beliefs are formed before seven years old in particular, because we don't really have that critical filter between our conscious of conscious mind. What have I accepted as a truth that isn't really a truth and it's a, actually a limited truth for me and it's, how, you know, it's this um, false truth that I'm living my life from because your internal world creates your outer world. What, you know, what's going on? So identifying the patterns, looking at significant moments in your life, looking at what's playing on repeat and then looking at, well, what, why is this happening? Where where did this like where did this first come from, and what kind of maybe narratives and stories that am I living from that are making me live this reality? And I feel that that is one of the best things you can do when you gain awareness of what's going on in your life and why life is playing out for you as it, as it is. That's super powerful because then you can go on to like I said, release them, shift those limiting beliefs, heal yourself, and stop playing that pattern on re- repeat. So I'll give you a really good example, actually. Uh, I talk about this later in my book as well. So once I realized, okay, I'm, I'm attracting all these toxic toxic men, and I started to do, okay, what do I, what's the work I need to do? The self-worth work, the self-love work, and I kept doing that work. The funny thing is the universe often gives us another little opportunity or, or for growth or what I call you know, a test to say, okay, have you learned the lesson? Are you going to level up? Because some, when we want to achieve a certain life of abundance, then we've got to up-level ourselves. We can't just uh, expect everything to come to us if we're not up-leveling ourselves. So I did all this inner work and then I attracted another, I'm not going to say narcissistic because I don't like to like carry that label around, but somebody who displayed very similar traits again during my time in Thailand. And I quickly realized it. I realized it like two weeks in and I was thinking, I am not putting up with this shit. Like this has got to go. And I ended the relationship and it was almost like I healed that wound. I healed that pattern at that point in time. And then months later, I attracted a man who retreated me of such high worth. So that was interesting in itself. Absolutely. I think you put it so well that as soon as you raise your vibration and you shift I guess your perception from being not enough, from needing validation, you know, in relationships for people, it could be a fear of abandonment, a fear of being Mm. with yourself. But with money, again, I will talk about this in a second, but understanding that your happiness and success is literally founded in your own perception and your own healing. And then you do get tested and what you're being tested for is whether you will settle for where you've settled in the past, whether you're going to play small in a relationship, in a job to perpetuate what you should actually be shifting away from. Yes, definitely. I feel like sometimes it's almost like the edge when you've done all the work, you've done all the manifesting work, you're thinking like, where I was thinking, where the F is my soulmate? And then they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's just test you. Let's just see. Little test comes along its way just to see whether you, you know, you're ready for it. You're ready for this relationship and yeah it's um, interesting how the universe works it's always yeah it's conspiring to to push you to grow but yeah. I love that you talk so much about this idea that what we put out into the world is what comes back to us so once you actually start noticing the patterns that show up for you mm. your 
inadvertently taking control of your own future, which you're such an amazing example of this. You created your reality and here you are now. Yeah, like even like mirror work, even you don't have to go back and look at like the timeline. You can look at your current relationships, friendships and uh, experiences with people at the moment. And are they reflecting back something that you need to work on? And it doesn't even have to be people. It can be like the ATM screen staring at you is a representative of what's going on internally for you money-wise. So say, for example, somebody triggers you and there's something that you are annoyed about with that person. It might be a, a call for you to just check. Do you actually have that trait about yourself? And is that something that you need to work on? Like a friend is always moaning about the way they look or something and you're getting really frustrated with it. And maybe you catch yourself like talking to yourself in that sort of way. And it's like almost a a big giant mirror saying you need to work on that too. And then mirrors can also work in opposite ways as well. These things that you admire in people, these things that you love about certain people. And it's because you have those traits in yourself. You just need to bring them out a little bit more. So sometimes not even reflecting on your current, your past, sometimes looking looking around you and what's going on is super powerful in itself as well. Yeah, so really just, we have so much power to manifest, but it's also in such polarity because we will inevitably have to overcome these mental blocks is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Money or love or whatever is an underlying desire in your life, but those two, I guess, tend to be the most common mainstream ones. It's the patterns that form in your subconscious that have to do with, to some degree, what you were exposed to in childhood, which you can reprogram. But I guess for someone trying to manifest abundance, and it's interesting, I picked up on something you said, it does start sometimes with the small stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think people will start manifesting and realizing, right, this is what I can manifest in my life. And it kind of starts small and then I think people start thinking about the bigger stuff like you said Mm. and it's not necessarily immediate yeah I think a lot of there's a couple of things why that is I think our initial change in energetics when we realize the power of our energy our vibration by practicing and tuning into it either with you know practicing gratitude or whatever makes you feel good or raising your vibration at a certain frequency I feel you do call in quite a lot of things straight away because you've been at a certain vibration originally for so long when you up it a lot of stuff comes in so a lot of people have success that initial success manifestation and like oh it's amazing and then they they carry on and the the big stuff and it's like oh it's it's not it's not coming in as such and there's obviously like like you said one of the reasons is our subconscious and then uh, that it takes longer you know the universe is having to arrange everything for you know the right people opportunities place situations events on your path in order for that to come into your reality and I use the example of my partner like I was absolutely mad on tinder I was like a tinder fiend um trying to find my partner and then I was having these tests along the way and then I met my partner so many months later. He wasn't even living in the same country as me at the time. But, you know, we've got to believe, we've got to trust in divine timing as well and um, trust that it's going to come through to us at the right time. And all we need to do, focus on in terms of manifestation is our energy when we can. We don't have to be always feeling good all the time or thinking positively all the time. That's just a real myth with manifestation. Doing the inner work of what kind of subconscious limiting beliefs that aren't aligned with what we want to call in and taking the action along the way and having full faith and belief that it's coming your way and trusting divine time and trust that it will come in at the, 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 for your highest, greatest good at the right time for you in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just thinking about, I received a message from 
a listener and it sort of encompasses a little bit what we're touching on today. And it's sort of, I'm not going to read it, but the, the idea was here I am trying to do X, Y, Z, but I have this program in my mind sort of running like in the background, like software that hasn't been updated, let's say <laughs> that, you know, growing up, my dad was the breadwinner and my mom had a dream to become something, but eventually she became a caretaker and whether or not she was genuinely satisfied with that reality, we don't know. However, later that imprint in life for her became, I would have a dream, but I would end up being a stay at home mom. And then feeling trapped in that reality of, you know, being in your late 20s and being told by everybody that this is what you're expected to do. Mm-hmm. So, and, and this, this is just one example, but I think it resonates with a lot of women, this expectation that this is the path that you have to be on. And it just creates for you such a dissonance that you cannot understand until you actually do the work. Absolutely. Because I was just going to say, like, the fact that she's had that awareness and realization is amazingly powerful in itself. And now she can go and do the work on it. And like I said, having the awareness of it, you're just going to stop, even without going and doing deep inner work, you're just going to stop yourself and say, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm just about to go into this situation where I'm going to become this person again. Do I really want that for myself? And it's about, you know, choosing, choosing again. And my, my father was very, like, successful businessman. My mom would just, you know, stay at home and look after us. And I started to form beliefs that, you know, I need a man to save me. And Disney as well probably helped me with that belief because I used to watch like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Snow White. Like you need a guy to save you, coupled with the fact that I was living a reality where my father was a breadwinner, my mother was our caregiver. I completely see why she's having that, this kind of um, narrative play out on her life and why she feels compelled to do the same and maybe subconsciously on a subconscious level attracting that into her life as well because a subconscious mind think it's way over 90 percent of who we are how we show up what we do etc and we're mainly in our conscious we don't actually know, really know what's going on in our subconscious but now that she's rooted in and gone into that subconscious programming she's she's going to break it she's on the road to breaking it and like choosing a new empowering story, a new narrative and choosing to program her mind or something else. Cause the beauty of the subconscious mind, we don't have to dig into everything. It would take us so much of a lifetime if we had to. And I used to, I, 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 I kind of compare it in my book to, I was, um, I don't know if you did this, Joanna, but when I was young, I used to play tape, record the top 40 of a blank cassette tape. It used to come yeah. on at like 6 p.m. On a, on a Sunday, uh, Sunday, I used to run downstairs, get my blank cassette and put it in so I could then tape the Spice Girls and then I could quickly press stop. And when the DJ's voice would come on and then I could press it again. And that's with the subconscious mind. Like I ran out of tapes one day and then I just played over the existing one with a new program, a new empowering truth, a new narrative. And I imprinted that into my subconscious mind through repetition, whether it's through self-hypnosis, whether it's through keeping changing that thought loop every time, whatever tools that you use, it's a game changer. The reality comes in and, you, you know, your subconscious is aligned with what you want to manifest. And you're very, your energetics are changing alongside it towards that particular goal. You're not repelling the goal energetically because your subconscious isn't aligned and you're not going to self-sabotage you to move forward and take action towards the goal either. So it's such powerful intrinsic work. And that's why the, the book I write and the 
the programs I do was all about manifestation is not as simple as rubbing a genie's lamp and thinking wishful thinking and cute vision boards like <laughs> it requires deep inner work and deep healing if you want to manifest the big stuff yeah it's power of yeah it's power of attraction but also I like to think it's power of action <laughs> mm. it's internal yeah it is intrinsic to you know to to what we want to manifest and to the inner work but yeah also what you put out into the world which I guess over time sync up yeah and it can be in in the the journey I think that that's the beauty of it is the journey is going to look completely different for everyone yeah definitely it's you talk about the power of the subconscious mind and yes we could spend a long time exploring the many facets <laughs> of it in, in its role in healing um, whether it's childhood trauma whether it's an instilled sort of pattern of thought that we have like what we just discussed but also in manifesting and for me and a, a lot of what we discuss on the lifetime podcast is really mindset is everything mm. and you are your only limit and often I think with people on a personal growth journey or having a spiritual awakening they can start looking outside of themselves because you find yourself in a moment of crisis which you know crisis is a bit of an overstatement but say you're having your quarter life funk <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so interesting because I love how you said that because I feel like people just get freaked out with crisis and when I came up with the idea for the book the word quarter life funk came into my head and I was like I never heard, I never heard the word funk I had to google it <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, like a nicer way to say crisis because we do we there is some form of crisis but that word freaks people out yeah it's just yeah crisis is a bit it's a bit intense but funk I love funk because it is a funk funk makes me think of a cloud it sounds like it, it's just you know not linear it's not it's not a it's not a chart almost but I talk about you know those external factors and I think some some of your work and also your Instagram is amazing and you share so much amazing content that I think is super inspirational oh thank um, you link and recommend anyone checks out but you talk about how we can utilize, you know, astrology is one thing, but also angels and spirit guides to reconnect with our higher self in moments of funk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love my angels and my guides. And I'm so glad you're talking about this as well. I love it when podcasts talk about angels and guides. I go, yay. <laughs> yeah, we talk about everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they've been big for me. Like they've been absolutely I've got some incredible stories I can share with you which will give you chills Ooh. about how my angels and guides have I've come in I've come in and saved saved the day a little bit um manifestation when we remove all these limiting beliefs and do the inner work we're returning back to our true or higher self um and like you know if you want to be a badass manifester you you manif you're manifesting you're working with your higher self and also I feel part of that jigsaw as well as angels and guides um you might not resonate with this but it really resonates with me, my experiences, but I do feel I have like a whole spiritual team backing me up, you know, um, give you some great examples of when my spirit teams have really helped me. Um, so when I was put, writing my book, I was like, I got the idea to write the book and well, it came in, it's like, you should write a book. And I was like, okay, I've never like, wouldn't say my, I celebrated writer. 
Uh, my mum was called into primary school about me putting full stops in the middle of sentences because I was obviously, I just didn't go to, I was not in class that day, but it really, obviously before <laughs> seven years old, it, it messed up my, my, my confidence in writing. And now I'm published. I'm now a published author, which is a bit weird, but this is how life goes. Um, and said to, I had a psychic reading because I love my psychics. I'm clairaudient myself, and I, I'm, I'm big. You know, I believe in that very much. So um, they said, I said, what do I write my book about? And they said, speak from the heart and share your stories. And they said something about an abusive situation. I was thinking, what does she mean, abusive situation? Because I wasn't obviously having a childhood of abuse. I had an amazing childhood. And then I, I reflected back on a relationship that I was in in my 20s, which was extremely toxic, which I didn't know at the time was narcissistic. It was only till years later that I used to see posts on Instagram, education about narcissistic abuse, and it, they met every single criteria. It was an awful, awful relationship. My self-worth was completely stripped bare. And I remember um, saying to my angels that night, like, please, I'm asking you more than anything to give me the most clearest sign that I've ever asked for in my life of what should go into this book. I need some more clarity on what this is. I was about 90 odd percent sure that the abusive situation was that relationship, but that person was in a relationship as well. So I just thought I'm toxic for that person. Like, look, they're in a happy relationship. That girl mustn't be experiencing that. So I, I went to uh, work the next day and somebody asked me to contact um, a body positivity model that they needed for a project. And um, and they were on my old phone because I switched phones. I have two phones, my English phone, my Thai phone. I stopped going on my UK Instagram. I moved to my business, like starting, well, starting my business at that time, moved to that one. And I was never really on it. And I had to go back in, go into the Instagram, get, to go get my old phone. And there was a message in there. It must have been sitting there for some time. And it was a a message request. And it was from his ex-girlfriend saying, I know he treated you the same. Really cryptic at the start. I had to do a bit of research who it was. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got my sign. That is what I'm meant to be writing about. And, like, you can't say, oh, it's your higher self, your power of your subconscious mind that did that. Because how did people ask me to go check my phone when people like props put in place for you to go and do things and it all unfolds you're like you can't make this shit up there's a higher power there's something working with us and the reason I really resonate with angels and guides is because you know that's what I that what really resonates for me and it'd be something as simple and I use this framework in my book about asking your spirit guides angels or whatever you resonate with from um, a sign and I, I put this framework in my book and I get people messaging me all the time saying it worked I got my sign this is so cool um, but I'll literally say to I, I just developed a relationship over time just speak to them even if I sound mad like I'm speaking to myself but I'd be like okay I was gonna I was investing in an expensive course and I was like right I, I'm gonna do this course if I'm meant to do this course I want to see um, I think it was triple eight uh, in the next minute as I walked to 7-Eleven which is like the news agents and I was walking to 7-Eleven it's literally two minutes up the road and three cars were parked outside with double eight double eight double eight on the number plate and I was like oh for f's sake like I want you three three eights come on like don't be so giving me clear and I can imagine them rolling their eyes at me so anyway I walked I walked down after I've been to 7-Eleven walked down and this, I remember clear as day I, was, I, I went to stop and I had to stop quickly because the white BMW was going to turn in and cut me off they had three eights on the number plate and that was all within the space of two minutes like a two minute trip to the shops and so I put the framework in my book and I was actually I was I was really like I said to my um editor at the time I was like shall I put that framework in the book do I talk about angel spirit guys and she's like yeah go for it do it I wasn't going to put it in and it worked and everybody like people like reply back and like I said say "I, I asked for this and it came through within a minute like an hour or something and 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we we talk a lot about synchronicities and I couldn't help but think when you were sharing your story that signs from angels and spirit guides or whatever people choose to call them because again, there's so many variations, you know, it means different things to everybody, but isn't it just the language of the universe kind of? Yeah, and numbers, because I'm actually a numerologist as well, numbers are just like the universe can be reduced down to numbers and it's the easiest way for them to communicate with us as well. Like, so when you ask for signs and numbers in particular, I think that's quite easy for them to do. (laughs) I think when you ask for numbers, they're like, okay, I can do that. (laughs) True, true. And I think a lot of people have shared that numbers come through in dreams as well. Yeah. Um, and just a little, I think it almost goes back to what you were saying and part of your spiritual awakening. Sometimes people think it's like a big, this time I'm going to say crisis, a big thing happens to you and it's like, you're just transformed, but really it can actually be a tiny little voice mm, over time in the back of your head. Yeah, definitely. Because it can all come in all shapes and forms. And I even say this in my book as well, like spirituality, you don't have to be meditating on a rock in elephant trousers or chanting under a new moon or whatever to be yeah. spiritual it's it is what it is for you like it annoys me like you can drink wine and be spiritual you can do whatever the f you want and be spiritual you know and embrace spirituality and the underlying the underpinning kind of main premise of spirituality you don't have to it doesn't have to be this massive awakening or you know and you <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of this typical stereotypes in my head at the moment it, it can be absolutely anything that you want it to be and as, as it is for you yeah that's why that's why I love your work actually um, because it's it feels very raw and real and honest and your book has is I mean full of vulnerable stories that yeah. actually are reminders that you know life is not linear uh, growth is not linear it can mm-hmm. present you with difficult decisions pain painful moments challenges that you need to overcome and you can still manifest this abundant life and you can still be spiritual and you can still be a badass absolutely <laughs> i love it <laughs> i know like once and once you've like i wanted to ground spiritual concepts to be relatable to this modern age because you'll read some spiritual texts you're like what the f uh, like, a, like is this on about in my book I talk about everyday stuff I, I swear I, I try and get like a connection you know with the reader to say you can live a spiritual life and like I love how you said it's not linear you'll you'll have some crap come your way but you can you can have anything that you desire you can reclaim your power you can reconnect with your higher self you can live the life of your dreams but let's put it this way it's not and I've got a chapter saying it's not all rainbows or unicorns. Embrace a journey, embrace a challenge, embrace a growth. Be in the present. Just celebrate yourself. And you'll just absolutely love the experience. It's one of the best experiences that you can ever go through. Like, for the, like sometimes, like, obviously everybody has different paths and not everyone's going to go through this in their life. But I look around and I'm like, when you're having these amazing synchronistic moments and something magical is happening in your life and you've got friends that don't experience this or on, like want to engage in what you're doing, you just sometimes, oh, come on, you're missing out on so much. But then you have to respect other people's journeys and nobody's right or wrong. Oh, it just started raining really heavily in Bangladesh. <laughs> Sorry, you might have heard that come on in, in the background. Yeah. Proper tropical rain. Yes, when it <laughs> rains, it rains, guys. Like you know you think it rains in the uk uh i, I lived in manchester sometime but if it, when it rains it's rainy season at the moment it'll rain for like an hour <laughs> a day but when it rains it absolutely i've never seen anything like it you'd be drenched if you just 
went out for a second, you just be soaked. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I can totally imagine from having visited Indonesia. Yeah. It's very intense. <laughs> it can almost be a metaphor in a way to what we're saying, yeah. but maybe let's save that for a different episode. <laughs> no, I love what you were saying and I completely agree. It's it's not one size fits all and I really, really try on this podcast to bring different opinions and challenge these kind of stereotypes of spirituality, you know, these connotations that we have that um, yoga looks like this mm. and therefore you should be this person to do yoga and those this is these are the benefits you're gonna reap. No, it's just everyone has to find what works for them and I think one thing I'll say to kind of wrap it up is that your story is really like I said honest and you get very vulnerable in the book opening up about your experience um, something that I think everyone can benefit from is you sharing this narcissistic abusive relationship with the reader and how that can be actually flipped and how that is your mirror which we also mentioned mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be the relationship it can be a different mirror for you to grow for you to expand and despite all the pain the challenges feeling like you're not where you should be you can still manifest an abundant life and it's very interactive your book and I think you've got some journal prompts yeah, in the journal prompts frameworks limiting belief buster frameworks there's a lot there is a lot in the book and I had to be careful I didn't put too much in like I had to really strip lots out because I was like it's going to overwhelm the reader so there might be a part two on, on the way at some Yay. point <laughs> well I was just gonna say part two maybe to come yeah. and I guess by the end of this book come out feeling a bit more inspired I guess write your own story I think this is my takeaway from this is you can be unapologetically you not fitting anyone else's expectation of what things are of what things look like at the expense of your own happiness because you do you yeah <laughs> definitely love it <laughs> love it so what's next for you so I'm just in the midst of launching um I don't know if obviously this will be out later but um my aligned and abundant academy which obviously is my signature program where we get aligned um doing a lot of the inner work a lot of shadow work a lot of inner work during those weeks so we can make sure that everybody is on track and aligned with their abundant reality and when I talk about abundance I don't just talk about money I talk about love plentiful life in all areas career relationships travel whatever it may be so yeah that's coming up and that's pretty much it really um I like I said I've got an idea for a new book in the works but I'll just keep seeing how this one goes as well um if you buy the book it's on Amazon and there's a Kindle Unlimited deal as well so if you have Kindle Unlimited obviously you can read the book for free there's a really like good Kindle deal as well. I have Kindle on my phone because I love reading books all the time. I just read on the go. I have the Kindle app. And then I've got the, obviously the paperback version. Um, and it's been incredible. The the, the amount, it's, it's really weird when people share it on Instagram. And I don't know who the person is. Because it started off with people I kind of knew of. And then it started expanding. And then 
now people share it and they say how much they love it and it's got a little gift you can gift it to a friend at this at this front as well you can write a little love heart like felt message to a friend and say why you they should have this book as well but the response has been amazing it's just getting it out there and spreading the word about it and hopefully people just learn you know learn the learn lessons and be able to understand what really takes to manifest uh, the abundant reality that you want and now everyone's deserving of it and yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I love it. Yeah, and I'm on Instagram, um, the Quarter Life Funk um, website, Quarter Life Funk, keeping it nice and simple for everybody. <laughs> and then the Facebook group's yeah. a bit different. I've got a Facebook group, really nice, private, high vibe community with Manifest of Rachel Ellis, where I mainly do my lives in there. I like the community spirit of that group. We, it's a bit more intimate, and we, a lot of us share very honest things that we're going through as well. So it's a little bit more... I feel it's part of my family when I go into that group. I love that. Well, I'm going to link all of this Yay. in the show notes. Thank you for Thank this you. amazing resource. Thank you for listening to your inner voice and creating this beautiful, yeah, it's a resource for turning your quarter life crisis into the best thing ever and getting rid of, I mean, I love how if anyone goes on Amazon <laughs> in your description, your book description, I think it's like, you'll understand how to break free from shit that no longer serves you. And again, this goes back to my comment about being real and honest and the the real life talk that it's not just woo-ha and just like up in the air. It's actually very honest. It's an honest conversation. And I think your Instagram really reflects that. So amazing thank Thank you you. for creating this beautiful book thank you thank you for having me on again and thank you for listening guys